Welcome to our next episode of my community podcast, Jack Brereton Radio. And today we're going to hear a bit about some of our businesses in the local area and the challenges that they've been facing during coronavirus. And now as we start to reopen our economy in Stoke-on-Trent, the work that they're doing to get our businesses back up and running. So today we're at Valentine Clays and thank you to Valentine's for hosting us here. It's great to be here. Uh, and I'm joined by Keith from Foley Pottery and Hannah from Valentine Clays. So thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Um, so first, do you want to just go through a few of the things that you've been, uh, challenges that you've been having uh, with coronavirus and what you've been doing, Hannah? Well, with being a manufacturer, um, we kind of didn't stay closed particularly very long. So I think we closed for two weeks and we're back open in April. At that time, in terms of guidelines, there weren't that many official guidelines out there, so it was quite difficult, but we were very lucky that we worked with the British Ceramics Confederation and Bayes. We had several uh, conversations every week to ensure that we were putting in the right guidelines to protect our staff and our customers, so mm. we're quite fortunate in that respect, I would say. Keith, have you had similar well, experiences? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm on the other end of the uh, supply chain to the, the, the clay side, but we were really, really hit because our principal customers are in the catering industry, giftware for some of the visitor attractions around the country, and literally orders were just cut off overnight. Absolutely, 100%, so I had mm. to put staff on furlough. Obviously thankful for the, all the work that the government's given us to, with regard to the, the grant and putting the girls on furlough. So I had five of my eight staff on furlough. As is the case to small businessmen, I didn't miss a day. I kept on uh, coming along. And have you started to bring those staff back well, in now, starting yeah. to recover? Yeah, thankfully, not thankfully, but because of the relaxation and the change in the rules, uh, we've been able to bring and put them back on furlough part-time because in the last two weeks, finally, after four months, we've seen some trade orders coming through, which has meant that yours truly has been doing all the decorating, firing and packing. Um, but, but when it's five or 600 pieces of catering, crockery, catering ware, I, I don't really want to sit down and do 500 pieces. No. <laughs> And, and Hannah, I noticed we've, uh, you've shown me some of the courses that are going on yeah. again, which is fantastic to see there back. Have you started to get things back up and running here again? Yeah, so in terms of um, the courses, Love Clay, which is our ceramic centre, which is here, we opened a month ago. So we've started to trickle in um, our customers back into the workshop sessions. We're very fortunate here that we've got so much space so we can ensure everyone's got their own little pee-pee bubble, I suppose. Um, and they're proven really popular because I think people have been quite bored over the past few months. Well, they've get been back to doing. so long. Yeah, so they want to get back into doing something. So that's quite positive to see. Um, and people are feeling safe and that's the main thing so we're just making sure of that really. So how much of your workforce is back here now with you? So going back to talking about our sales as well, we were about 60% down in terms of sales when we looked at April. Um, I think May was about 50 and it's only really last month that we've seen our sales kind of coming back a bit up to normal. Um, so I have had to furlough, I mean, 
pretty much most of my staff were furloughed. A few of the directors came back after two weeks, then we started to bring in production again, and slowly we brought everyone back off furlough. We've just got one staff member currently on furlough, which we intend um, to hopefully bring back in the next few weeks. It has been quite difficult though. The, obviously, when we've had to look at our sales, we've had to look at the potential redundancies. It's restructuring the business. So I think every small business out there needs to look at their business now and changing it and restructuring it to make sure they yeah. can survive this period. I think that's the one thing I would say is really important. That's what we've had to do. Not sit still, you've got to change and adapt. Um, so the way we do business now is completely yeah. different to how we do, did business four months ago. The way my office operates, the way the factory operates, everything has completely changed. I think that's a survival yeah. thing, you've got to adapt. And in terms of some of your customers, I know in the industry lots have been affected, some more so than others. Are you seeing that some have been more affected by coronavirus than others? I mean, definitely. I mean, we have quite a mixture in terms of customer base. So we have industry, uh, individual studio potters, and um, education. So education was hugely hit. Mm. We've seen those orders coming back in, so that's encouraging. Industry majorly hit when you look at the, the big boys in terms of you were saying that hospitality mm, industry, yeah. it's it's been massive for some of people in our industry in terms mm. of what's happened. Um, the individual potters have struggled because all the big shows that are their livelihood during the summer have mm. all been cancelled. Um, we run one of those big shows which is called Art and Clay and we've taken that online. So what we're trying to do as a supplier is support our customers however we can. So we, we've got the know-how in terms of the digital. So we've been able to kind of move the show online and do an online shop to try and help I've got over 100 exhibitors on this shop at the moment that mm -hmm. are selling and it's really encouraging to see. I think we've sold, and it's only been running a couple of weeks and it's already sold 20K's wow. worth of product mm -hmm. for customers. Mm -hmm. So that's great to see that happening. And it, it's really important as well, I think, isn't it, to promote our British industries and particularly the ceramics industry because the fantastic products we make are, are you know, better than anywhere else in the world, actually. So, you know, I think that's fantastic that you're seeing the, being able to publicise some of our industries. What more do you think we can do to support um, these industries to, to succeed in the future? Well, that's a big question. Certainly trade shows that we've in the past, but there were quite a few, but we've had fewer and fewer trade shows from that I would attend. Uh, there's a number of them that we've lost. Uh, so it's promoting them in that on that basis so that visitors can see the actual products. Coincidentally, just bringing in the digital side, I, I, I was lucky to have a designer who's very au fait with the web, etc. Mm -hmm. And we've actually managed, that's one of the things that's taken us through the digital mm -hmm. uh, products, uh, art prints, which is unusual for a pottery, but we've been doing a number of those, but also selling online through the various sites, Etsy, eBay, etc. But from the side, your side, it's at the moment it's still a big question mark. You know, the next couple of months you're mentioning getting people back off of furlough. I think at the moment my staff have probably been furloughed through to October yeah. uh, because traditionally uh, my work is seasonal as well. So unless you can turn it around and change the seasons, um, we're going to probably have a, a three or four month um, hiatus before we really know what things, what's going to happen next spring. 
I think the concern is if there's a further spike as well yeah. mm-hmm. and we go back into lockdown, what then happens to the small businesses? What support can we put in place? Um, looking at maybe um, the VAT that's being implemented in terms of the hospitality yeah. industry. So that's something that if we go back into lockdown could mm-hmm. be implemented for the smaller businesses. I don't know, to encourage sales. There's loads of considerations, I think, like that. Brexit is something we're not talking about. It's all COVID related, but actually Brexit's gonna have a huge impact on our industry. And we export across the world ourselves. We've got 40 agents all over the world. It's how's that gonna impact us as well. So we need to be thinking not just about COVID, but what can happen in terms of Brexit support. There's net zero is a massive issue in terms of our industry, looking at what can happen there. Well, energy costs are just such a massive issue for the industry, aren't they? Huge. I imagine you've seen that with with all of your customers and and experiencing yourself. (laughs) It's it's quite funny. I had had a bit of a run-in with my uh, energy provider because they said, these uh, figures that you're giving us can't possibly be right. I said, look, (laughs) we've shut down completely. We're not using any. Yeah, I said, I normally spend £12,000 to £14,000 a year with you, but the kilns aren't operating, so, uh, and I'm not, I'm not doing any of my cooking in them, so. Uh. That's a great example of actually what energy usage our industry does yeah, yeah. use, really. Yeah. And that is a huge concern mm-hmm. for us, really. And it's, it's what support can the government give with that? It's quite interesting. Um, and looking at our industry and what we can do, because we're going to have to be quite innovative, I think, yeah. in terms of being able to work with the government to come up with a solution, if you ask me. Well, I, th- I think that's absolutely right around those innovative solutions mm. to try and uh, improve the efficiency of the industry to yeah. help reduce co- energy costs. Um, I think that's absolutely vital because, particularly for small businesses like yourselves, you just don't have yeah. the resource to put into to those sort of things to try and improve your efficiency but if you could have some resource to do that it would make a a huge difference let's move on to to skills as well because obviously skills is a big issue in the industry we're not seeing enough young people coming into um, the industry how how do you think we can support obviously we've seen the the, the things the government are looking at interestingly around about a third of my business that i've done during lockdown on the internet has been with the art prints that i was mentioning earlier I've literally this week started looking for alternative space for my studio because I'm interested in, you brought out something about uh, taking them off of universal credit. They were between 16 and 25. Mm -hmm. So we're actively gonna look for staff, at least one or two on that basis, but also the apprenticeship schemes that you've started. And in, ter- in terms of your business, what um, thoughts have you been giving to skills and how has the what's been announced around apprenticeships been helpful? Or uh, yeah, think? I mean the Kickstart, I find that a very interesting <laughs> scheme um, and I think it's something that we would definitely want to get involved with. Um, I like that kind of support. I think it will really help small businesses that can't really invest in that area for the government to be helping. I think it's great because training, like, you know, our industry has got a massive skills gap. Um, Aging workforce, it's a huge issue. So they are things that we're looking at. Um, and definitely apprenticeships and working with the local universities and colleges. I think it's really important for businesses to consider, really, going forward. No, absolutely. I, I remember talking with you a couple of years ago about the situation of uh, when I moved up to Stoke, um, I felt I wanted to learn more about the industry and, and the different skills and uh, I was looking to get into a college locally 
and the nearest one was Wolverhampton yeah. that would offer me the, the course that I wanted to go on mm -hmm. and that's been discontinued now so it, it's that is certainly yeah, an area. The skills aligned with the industries as well. I think, I, I think so. You know. and I, I think the problem that I can see for universities is if they're going to put on kind of courses like that, there needs to be the uptake. Oh, yeah, and no, that's the, the concern. No, I, so it's looking at, um, I'm, I, I've sat on plenty of kind of groups where we're trying to look at the yep. skills issues within our, our industry and what we can do mm. and what courses we can work you know, with different organisations to try and put on and help to upscale, because sure. like you say, that is a massive yeah. kind of issue, but in terms of a solution, I don't think yeah. there is And it's about there. attracting people into the industry as well, which yeah. is, you know, many uh, young people just don't see this as an option for them. How can we, oh. you know, try and uh, boost those aspirations, really, and, and, and say this is a real career choice to, to young people? I mean, for me, a clear example is your, your life wouldn't actually exist without ceramics in it. Mm. We don't realise that we wouldn't actually function without ceramics. Mm. For example, our mobile phone's got about 200 ceramic elements in yeah. it. We're very innovative as an industry. Mm. It just doesn't always come across. Yeah. There's some amazing organisations out there that are doing fab things. Um, you know, you look at Lycidian and everything they're doing in terms of their research and supporting companies that are quite a bit more innovative. So mm -hmm. I, I see that it's quite an exciting time for people mm -hmm. to get involved and come into our industry. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's a time that many of us are looking to be more innovative and looking at the future and how we can change our business yep. so that we can survive. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I personally think it's a bit of a marketing issue. Mm. I think in terms of the local local community, they mm. don't always think of ceramics as a, a great industry to be part of because we think of the past and we mm. think of what's happened. Uh, and that's absolutely. not the case. I agree completely. So that's why I've built what I've built here in terms of my ceramics centre because I'm challenging that view. Yeah. We're yeah. not old school, we're not old hat. Right. We're actually, you know, a, a, a very innovative industry and this is something that people should want to get come and be part no, of. I, I was an antiques dealer and I specialised in ceramics and it was principally uh, ceramics of this area uh, and I, I tell the people here what fabulous skills they, mm. they, they've got and what wonderful wear they've made over the centuries and they look at me blankly they, they've got no concept and even now I'll, I'll explain there was this pottery and that pottery and oh yeah I think an artwork there I don't know what she did there and what you're doing here bringing people in to the industry from a different route and if we can continue to remind people what has been done in the, in the area in museums that we have and even I think that's what we've got to get across again and again yeah. to the, the younger folk. It may still be a, a much contracted industry, but it's still, there's still embers there that could uh, be brought to light and wonderful things could still be produced. I think there are exciting times ahead. Um, I know that there's a place branding strategy being put in place by the um, Staffordshire County Council yeah. and they're working oh, right, really? different. I sit on that steering group and, mm. and we're working with a company called Thinking Place mm. and 
you know, it's really exciting to yep. see what's coming out of yeah. kind of all the research that they're doing and they're speaking to lots of different industries <laughs> such as ours and right. because the key thing is not just our industry, it's looking mm. at Staffordshire as a whole and how yeah, can absolutely. we get people to come and stay here and spend time here because yeah. that's the other issue. So that's my, I'm interested in the tourism element as well and I think um, we need to make people not to drive through Staffordshire, yeah. we need to make them stop. And we've got some amazing things, we're just not very good at shouting about it. So I think that's, like for me, I feel like I complement our heritage, because our yeah. heritage is very important, like you were saying. Oh, absolutely. But we've got so many unique things in Staffordshire that we yeah. just don't shout about very that's well. Right. So I think it's quite an exciting time to see what comes out of all the things we're working on. Um, it's exciting looking at obviously stuff left we're working on and we've just had the getting building fund approved this week so that's yeah. 23 million uh, for Staffordshire that are going to be spent on infrastructure and different like shelf ready projects so that's all quite exciting will hopefully help our local economy this sure. is what we're hoping as interested in what you were saying that you're looking for somewhere new to move to yeah yeah that's a big thing sorry to go on about that but that's a big thing <laughs> we're looking at yeah, yeah. um so we're looking at um enterprise and different different kind of um areas to help business sure. such as yourself relocate yeah and and that goes without saying that it'd be ceramic design as well as the art print side. Um, one thing I, I used to say often and tend not to say so much now thankfully because Stoke hasn't won the prize since I uh, mentioned it many years ago. I, I moved up from Kent yeah. and I moved to Stoke because it won a, a competition for being the place that people would least like to move to. Right. And yeah. I thought I thought if I moved here I'd be more appreciated than if I went elsewhere. Thankfully Stoke hasn't won that competition no. since. No. Good. No. Well may it last so, you know, we want to get to the top. So yeah. um, shows things are moving right. Finally, what uh, do you have a message for our local communities about how they can support our businesses and support uh, industries in the city? Um, I would just encourage people to shop local mm -hmm. and keep, you know, keep going out, supporting businesses, um, doing the courses, you know, buying ceramic products. Just be proud of where you're from, and just, you know, understand what tough times it is for businesses, as we understand it's tough times for individuals as well. And it's kind of we need to work together, and you know, hopefully we'll get through this. And to join the turnover club. <laughs> and, and, and ask questions why it doesn't say made in yeah. England, made in Stoke-on-Trent. You know, don't just accept that that's the, the norm, status quo. Say to say to people, why isn't this made in? Why aren't you sourcing it from? And that's that's it really. Ask the questions, find out more about it. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of what was. I still feel that there's some shame in the. They, they, they don't feel that it's. It's the right thing, the pottery industry, but it's, you know, they've got to understand it better. But turn, turn it over and ask why not? Why doesn't this say made in England? Well, and I think, you know, absolutely, we should be very proud that you can go all around the world and turn over a plate and see yeah. made in England and made in Stoke-on-Trent. So yeah. I think it is something that we should be very proud about and we do have a bright future at it. And I know the industry uh, has a bright future ahead. So thank you both. Uh, for joining us today and, and thank you again for hosting us here at Valentine Place. No problem. Thank you.